so I guess first things first, um, I'm starting this podcast on a bit of a whim. Um, I've recently just been introduced to an entire group of people who are anti-MLM. Um, and that discovery has really kicked off um, a spiral for me down pyramid scheme slash MLM, um, like the, the world of pyramid schemes and MLMs and the fact that there's a difference between them technically, which there's not really. Um, and like just so much information and so much drama and scandal that I had no idea even existed. And I've been spending the last few days talking about this to literally every person that I know because um, we're still in quarantine. It's starting to loosen up a little bit. So I've been able to like see friends and talk to people and go meet up with them out on patios and all the people that I've met up with have zero interest in pyramid schemes the same way I do and I've talked the ear off of literally every person that I know and that I've come in contact with and so now what I'm forced to do half because I'm still so obsessed with this and um half because there's nobody else for me to talk about it with and we're in quarantine um I'm gonna start a podcast about pyramid schemes and what they are and how they choose people that they choose and all the pyramid schemes that you didn't even know were pyramid schemes like fun fact Tupperware was a pyramid scheme slash is a pyramid scheme like the name brand Tupperware uh news to me um and then some of the more famous ones that people know about like Mary Kay Arbonne um you know So I want to talk about those and their various scandals and how they're still alive and running and how they suck people in and all the dirty, scummy things that they do behind the scene. So yeah, for my own sanity, I am just going to record this and put it out on the internet. And I've never done this before. I got a mic from Amazon um, and it's kind of funny for some reason I'm (laughs) nervous to do this and I feel suddenly very out of breath from speaking I hope this gets easier because I'm just gonna keep doing them I don't even care if a single person listens to this I just have to for my own sanity just put this out there um I should also tell you that the tool that I'm using to record this I don't think you can edit so these are going to be like one take and you're going to hear every mouth sound, every breath, everything. Like it just is what it is. So yeah, like right there, I just had like a yawning fit and thankfully the tool that I'm using, you can stop recording and then start a new recording. So I just had to do that because um, even though it's like four o'clock in the afternoon, I cannot stop yawning but okay anyways like i was saying i was introduced this entire genre of anti-pyramid scheme 
people on the internet. There's Facebook groups. There's YouTube videos. Highly recommend if you're interested finding them and seeing it because this shit is crazy. The things that they find, things that they're able to infiltrate, like things like that. And it started this obsession. Um, But I guess like it's not like this is the first time that I've heard of pyramid schemes either. Like when I was younger, my mom, bless her, would have friends who would join pyramid schemes. And I don't know if I'm saying it right, but there was one called like Silpata Jewelry. Um, there's also one called Steeped. And I'll go in more depth into those ones in later episodes. But like I currently have loose leaf tea in my apartment that is from Steeped. And two of the rings that I'm wearing were gifts for my 16th birthday from my mom um, from Silpata. And so, like, bless her, she was just trying to support her friends, but in doing that, you know, supported pyramid schemes. Um, but then also, as I got older, um, I have been to, like, an Arbonne party before, and I had no idea that's what it was. Um, I just remember that when I worked at McDonald's, I had this manager, and I remember she approached me. She was like, hey, like, I'm having this party um, at my house, and it's, like, a makeup party, and there's gonna be, like, all these women, and we're all going to, like, try makeup on and, like, do face masks and, like, all that fun stuff. And I was like, oh my god, who wouldn't want to be a part of that? Like, who wouldn't want to like hang out with a group of women and put on makeup and do skincare and chat and that is how they suck you in um but yeah at the time like I was 15 so I had no idea but more recently what has been happening is all of these people that I went to high school with that I used to work with, like, in university, they're all deeply invested into Monate, and I just cannot get behind that. Now, into adulthood, I understand what a pyramid scheme is, but it's like watching these people that you went to high school with be involved in these companies, like, educated people, and I just... I just can't like take them seriously and the thing is though is I, I don't want people to think that I'm hating on these mostly women so far that I've seen um that are involved in these I don't want this to be like a bashing of these women because I don't think it's their fault I think that they get trapped into a situation that's hard to get out of um pyramid schemes are notorious for choosing people who are more vulnerable um which are usually women single women um or single moms or immigrant women but like i said i'll get into that later um but yeah so just seeing all these girls i went to high school with being ceos of their own companies and making money from wi-fi as their instagram bios claim has also really just kicked off this podcast for me um I I just I can't keep looking at it
And what I really want this podcast to be about, mostly, having said all of that, is like I said, not hating on the people who get involved in them, but hating on the companies that create the pyramid scheme model and that thrive on the pyramid scheme model. Um, However, though, before I even get in to the juiciest parts, before I even start to rip apart Monate, Mary Kay, Beachbody, and yeah, that's right, people, Beachbody is a fucking pyramid scheme. If that was news to you, you're not the only one because that was also news to me, and I feel cheated. But again, I'm digressing. First, what I want to do, and this is going to be a boring episode because it's literally just going to be me explaining what is a pyramid scheme, what do they do, how do they choose the people that they choose, um, like, whatever, all that boring stuff. But for me, I feel like it's important background before I start absolutely shitting all over them. It's important to know what they are and how they continue to run. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. So, um, the FTC or the Federal Trade Commission is an independent agency of the United States. Um, and their principal mission is to enforce civil, um, U.S. antitrust and consumer, consumer, oh my god, consumer protection. And so basically what that means is that the FTC is acting independently of the government to ensure that organizations within the U.S. um, effectively adhere to basically the antitrust and consumer protection laws. And so those laws are essentially there to ensure that companies aren't deceitful to customers, to their staff, um, etc. And so what this also means is that the FTC is responsible uh, for ensuring that companies who have registered themselves as um, MLMs do not function as pyramid schemes Um, because, yes, um, there is a difference between those two technically um, in the eyes of the FTC. However, in my opinion, and you'll hear why in a second, there is literally no difference between an MLM and a pyramid scheme. However, the FTC feels differently, and I'm going to read verbatim what the FTC website says um, about pyramid schemes. Now, this is directly quoted from their website. Pyramid schemes are scams. They can look remarkably like legitimate MLM business opportunities, but if you become a distributor for a pyramid scheme, it can cost you and your recruits substantial time and money. The promoters of a pyramid scheme may try to recruit you with pitches about what you'll earn. They may say you can change your life, quit your job, and get rich by selling the company's products. Um, However, that's a lie. Your income would be based mostly on the people you recruit, not how much product you sell. Pyramid schemes are set up to encourage recruitment to keep a constant stream of new distributors. Often in a pyramid scheme, you'll be encouraged or even required to buy a certain amount of product at regular intervals. 
even if you already have more inventory um, that you can't sell. So that's really valuable. So basically what the FTC is saying is that a pyramid scheme becomes a pyramid scheme when you are forced to recruit and that's part of your compensation as well as if you are making money on the products that you're down the line is what they call it so the people that you have recruited underneath you so if you make money from recruiting and if you make money from your downline purchasing products to sell those are identifiers of a pyramid scheme um because basically what happens is that um your downline is taking the risks away from the company itself to sell those products so um on the company's books those products are gone they've made money regardless of whether or not you sell their product because you or your downline has purchased those products and put that money into the company so they could not care less whether or not you sell that stuff um, because like I said you've taken the liability away from them they no longer own that product um, so that's kind of how they identify um, pyramid schemes and really what ends up happening is that a lot of the people who um, buy those products um, because you have to buy them in such quantities for some of the pyramid schemes um it's almost impossible to sell it all and so now you're stuck with hundreds or thousands of dollars worth of product that you can't move um and so that's how a lot of people get screwed but so that's how the ftc identifies a pyramid scheme um but i also kind of want to talk about how they identify an mlm because to me and maybe you'll notice this too um, they're not different really. So for those who don't know, um, an MLM stands for multi-level marketing. Um, but the FTC identifies MLMs as legitimate, uh, companies. So basically what the FTC says, again, on their website, I'm reading verbatim, MLM companies sell their products or services through person to person sales. That means you are selling directly to other people. If you join an MLM program, the company may refer to you as an independent distributor, participant, or contractor. So when I read that, that first part seems legit. You sound like a salesperson. You maybe, um, it's not uncommon for companies to independently contract people because again, it takes some of the liability away from them in terms of um, benefits, pension, so things like that kind of scummy still but it's not uncommon unfortunately for companies to independently contract people um and then again like i said um you know you're just selling directly to other people a company's product so that that doesn't sound too crazy just sounds like you maybe you're an independent salesperson for a company um and yeah you, you kind of read that and you're like okay salesperson so what um well uh, the so what is this next part, which again, directly from the FTC, says most MLMs say you can make money in two ways. The first, 
by selling the MLM's product yourself to retail customers who are not involved in the MLM, or, and this is where it gets juicy, by recruiting new distributors and earning commissions based on what they buy and their sales to retail customers. Your recruits, the people they recruit, and so on become your sales network or downline. If the MLM is not a pyramid scheme, it will pay you based on the sales to retail customers without having to recruit new distributors. And so this is what I want to talk about because this is very important. Those two pieces that they just talked about are very important fine print. What this is essentially saying is that an MLM can compensate you based on recruiting others to develop your downline and what those people buy and sell as long as they also compensate you. Um, so wait, let me let me start again because I think that was confusing. So basically what this is saying, and again, like I said, no editing, first episode, like, gonna have to cut me some slack. Basically what this is saying is that MLMs can technically compensate you to recruit as long as you are also compensated for what those recruits sell. So that's kind of how these um, companies are able to get away with stuff like this. Like these companies like LuLaRoe, all those ones that I've been mentioning earlier, are able to continue to operate is because there is this loophole in the regulations that they have found and that they're able to utilize. And so unfortunately, that means that really vulnerable people get, you know, um, like sucked in to these MLMs because technically, and this is an argument that a lot of people who are in MLMs, pyramid schemes, whatever you want to call them, um, like say, is like pyramid schemes are illegal. So if this was a pyramid scheme and if what I was doing was bad, like the company wouldn't be allowed to run anymore. And it's like, well, jokes on you because that's not true. The regulations regarding pyramid schemes versus MLMs were created so loosely that like it's easy for a pyramid scheme to just slightly tweak their compensation model and be allowed to run. And so that's just unfortunate that this is kind of what's going on right now and that a lot of people have been getting sucked in especially with COVID and people losing their jobs like it sounds really appealing when people in your network are saying to you like yeah like I'm making tons of money just by like being on my phone you're on your phone anyways why wouldn't you just make money doing it and it's like it's not that easy um a lot of people who are successful in pyramid schemes um, or MLMs have been in it for years. And when you look at the compensation charts that come out, um, like a very bottom level distributor makes like the numbers are ridiculous, like somewhere between like 80 to $400 a year in their first year of working with the company. And those numbers that they release do not subtract the dollars that are spent 
on the products um because like it says you have to buy product to be part of these companies and so you're spending all this money in hopes of getting that money back in return and very rarely do you get the money back in return um it's really sad these people get sucked in so i guess how do you identify what a pyramid scheme is like how do you know if what you're doing is a pyramid scheme because i find sometimes you see things and you're like oh that's kind of cool like maybe a good business opportunity but how do you know if it's a pyramid scheme um and so i'm here to provide you with some warning signs of a pyramid scheme so the first promoters make extravagant promises about their earning potential this is like the number one thing like how many women men and women um do you see who are a part of mlms that are constantly posting like the thing that i see the most especially with the monet girls is they will post a screenshot of their pay their weekly earnings from the company but they will use like a little gif or a little sticker and they'll cover the actual dollar value um but it's like oh like weekly pay like blah 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 and recently actually this girl who is a part of monet who i think is i think she actually does make a lot of money on monet but again i think she's been in it for a really really long time i took a screenshot of this um yesterday i think it was or friday so today's sunday so this is on friday she posted um a monet like uh just promo i don't know what you would call this it just says average monthly incomes market partners that's the bottom 87 dollars and 16 cents um and then it goes through all the ranks so managing market partner 418 dollars a month associate market builder 793 dollars market builder a thousand then it goes 1600 2500 4900 9700 and then it goes up to $18,000 $34,000 and then $107,000 and like you know what i get it um if you're especially during this time like i said during coronavirus you're someone who maybe lost their job during this or maybe it's on hold um potentially the government assistance that you're getting is not enough um like this is appealing but nobody tells you how long it takes to do this nobody tells you how much money you have to spend in order to make this kind of money and the craziest part about this screenshot that she posted um is there's fine print at the bottom and it literally says at the bottom these results are not typical monet are not typical period monet makes no guarantee that you will achieve similar results your results will depend on your hard work and effort the average annual income for all U.S. market partners, so what's the market partner? So that's the second rank. The average annual income for all U.S. market partners at all ranks, which includes active and inactive, in 2019 was $809. So this post is claiming that you can make $418 in a month. So that's the average monthly income for a managing market partner is what this post is claiming however the fine print is saying um actually the annual income is 800 dollars. so again i've digressed and i've gone down 
this path, but basically what I'm saying is one of the first signs that something is a pyramid scheme is that the promoters make extravagant promises about your earning potential. That is exactly what these people do. And it's crazy. Um, the second sign that you're in a pyramid scheme is that promoters emphasize recruiting new distributors for your sales network as a real way to make money. Um, so again, you'll often see people posting on Instagram who are part of pyramid schemes like, hey, like spend $100 and buy the executive VIP kit um, and get like a, the one I just saw recently was like get a free curling wand um, and a free full-size uh, version of X product. Um, and that's also partnered with like, you know, you'll get to join my team um, of girls, like, selling Monet, blah, 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 or Beachbody, or whatever the hell it is that these people are selling, you'll see that I have a serious vendetta against Monet during this, and it's just because that's what the people that I know are selling, um, but anyways, like, it's so crazy to me, like, you'll always see them posting, um, you know, like, two more slots available on my team, like, get it before they're gone, and it's like, bitch, that is not how that works like in a real job you don't just fucking post on the internet like hey availability on my team imagine you're accounting like the company that does your taxes or whatever you see them fucking posting on instagram hey hey everybody hey girls um pay a hundred dollars and be a part of um, my tax firm. Like, how ridiculous is that? But that is a marker of a pyramid scheme. That's because these people are getting um, commission based on their downline and their downline's downline. So, like, as you start to build your downline, you would start to encourage the women in your downline or the men in your downline to also create their own downline and that's because that directly impacts the upline's income and again that's a marker of a pyramid scheme um okay the third is a big one uh promoters play on your emotions or use high pressure sales tactics maybe saying you'll lose the opportunity if they don't act now um and discouraging you from taking time to study the company so again, kind of related to what I was just talking about. So often they're like, hey, only two more slots available on my team. Don't miss out on this great opportunity to earn income from your phone. Like blah, blah, blah. Like just such high pressure sales tactics to recruit you. Um, and And again, when you ask questions about the company, like very vague. Sometimes they don't even mention the name of the company for the first few messages. Um, some of the girls on my Instagram for research purposes, um, they've been posting about a few things. And then one of the really big tactics that I find they use is they'll cover the name of the, um, product or the company that they're selling for. Um, they'll turn it over. So it's the back of the product or they'll cover it with their hands or something. So you can't see it. And so they'll put something kind of vague in the caption, like, Hey, like, if you want to improve your health or if you want to um, sleep better at night or lose weight or whatever, reach out to me. I have, like, this miracle product that helped me 
lose or do xyz but they're covering the name of it the reason they do that is because they want you to reach out and say hey like what is this like what what product is this and that is a pyramid scheme selling tactic and it is the scummiest thing ever because as soon as you send that first message that's how they hook you and once they have you hooked they know that that piqued your interest a little bit and that's when their even scummier sale tactics come in and it's it's individual for each pyramid scheme each upline whatever like it's um because the uplines will teach the downlines how to sell and what tactics to use and again we'll get more into that once we actually dive into each of the pyramid schemes (laughs) there's so many um so yeah just keep watch out for things like that on social media like it's always hidden and it's because they want you to reach out and they want you to be hooked in um so yeah that's the third and the final uh warning sign of a pyramid scheme is that distributors buy more products than they want to use or can resell just to stay active in the company so this is like the big one so usually when you join a pyramid scheme you are forced to purchase a certain package let's say usually there's like an executive package maybe a vip package maybe there's a distributor package like whatever it is and it the cost of the package is really varies by company like some of them are thousands of dollars and some of them are just a couple hundred so basically and LuLaRoe it's a great example of this is um they were um asked slash forced to have um like 30 of each piece in every size so that came up to like five thousand dollars um and they had like hundreds if not thousands of stock and it's and you usually have to keep up to date with the in-season things so if it's clothing they'll come out with new clothing each season if it's hair care they come out with new products if it's weight loss if they come out with new food drinks um supplements whatever you are expected to like have all that new stuff and to test it out and tell your clients how great it is um and that is a big marker of a pyramid scheme you should not have to have stock in order to sell or distribute for a company because like i said at the very beginning what that does is you're taking the liability away from the company itself so now in the company's books those products are sold and they are no longer responsible for ensuring that those products move and now you as a distributor own them technically and if it's something shitty quality it's ugly doesn't work word is going to get around and you're not going to be able to sell that product and now you're stuck with hundreds or thousands of dollars worth of product that you can't sell and the company that you just bought them from to distribute has all that money from you so they don't give a fuck whether or not you sell it they could care less whether or not you sell it or do well because their books it's gone the ceo's money's in their pocket the owner's money's in their pocket like they do not give a shit that is a huge marker of a pyramid scheme so another really big marker that pyramid schemes love to do 
is use the language of success. So what they're selling to their audience is success. It's the all-American dream. It's the no nine to five. I wake up when I want. I go to sleep when I want. I work when I want. I do whatever the hell I want. I have time to live my life and I get to just sit and make money. And that is the ultimate, like, pyramid scheme tactic is to make the people that are the observers feel like they're doing it wrong. You have a normal nine to five, you live downtown in a city somewhere, but you are doing it wrong because you work on somebody else's time, you make somebody else money, you don't get paid fairly for the work that you do, like all that shit they just shove down your throat and I can see how for someone who maybe isn't aware of these like scummy tactics could get so sucked in to that kind of narrative that you don't have to work hard you just open your phone and there it is there's the money passive income this is a side hustle like whatever whatever side hustle turned like dream is always the narrative that girls sell um that i've seen anyways and it's really just like using language that um basically echoes the dreams that you know regular people have of course you would want to just make money by dming people and passively selling products and like making it huge like of course who wouldn't want that i want that like i would love to just open up my phone scroll through my instagram dms and see hundreds of people buying a product from me like that's sick like who wouldn't want that but you know you have to understand that's not the truth and so what's happening is that oh my god yeah, as I told you, one take. Not a lot that I can do about this, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, so yeah, like they use the like terms like entrepreneur, like business owners, be the CEO of your own company, like um, independent consultants, because all of that and and the companies, the pyramid schemes encourage. Um, people to talk about themselves like that and to share this like successful narrative um and they're told to say like i'm a business owner i'm an independent consultant like for just a small payment just just first in some instances just a few hundred dollars let's say for just three hundred dollars you too can also be the boss of your own company you too can be your own ceo and that is great like you know you are naturally we connect like the status of independent entrepreneurship to success and that's you know because of these huge names like steve jobs um you know bill gates these these people these super successful people jeff bezos like whatever all these people started like their own companies and made it huge like amazon apple like microsoft those are huge companies started by young entrepreneurs and so we know this and we associate 
entrepreneurship with success and wealth and as we should being an entrepreneur is a great um thing but what we are not being shown is the truth and it's because these people are encouraged to use images of themselves and their families on social media to push products and gain recruits um and many mlm instagrammers use terms that we are familiar with and that we associate with success like girl boss um like futurist female like they they take these um quotes and these words and these hashtags from you know genuine movements and genuinely successful individuals and they put it to won't oh my god towards their own like shitty mlm products and a lot of times what i see is these before and after pictures and that to me is like one of the biggest things one of my biggest pet peeves about um mlms is these before and after pictures because (laughs) straight up they're fake like there's no other way to look at it other than the fact that they're so fake like again i'm gonna harp on monet because it just it's so fresh in my mind but recently um one of the girls that i have on instagram that i went to high school with posted a before and after for monet and it was this woman whose hair was thinning and she used monate and a month later like full lush stunning hair and i was like oh like i didn't think anything of it because i try not to delve too deeply into those pictures because i'll just spiral but in the facebook group that i'm a part of that's anti-mlm one of the girls posted it because i guess it's one that's going around monate i thought that this was like a special like a a client picture that this woman was posting but joke was on me clearly because this girl in my facebook group completely unrelated to my life like a fully random fucking stranger out in the world posted the same picture with the same caption from another girl who was also in monate and she was like this is so obviously root touch-up spray that this girl used and that really kind of fucked with me for two two reasons one is that i don't know where like clearly clearly the fact that the girl that i know posted that before and after and some random woman on the internet also saw another person post that same before and after means that there is like stockpiles of images of before and after that these companies use and share around and encourage other people to use and then second of all why that messed me up is because i didn't even think in my head that that was root touch-up spray and the fact that someone like (laughs) took time out of their day to post these like before and after pictures that they faked is just disgusting to me but i know that's not unusual and that it happens a lot um and so that's kind of another way like one of the other things that these pyramid schemes post to sort of like flaunt the success of the product um is these fake before and afters and it just blows my mind that these people have that kind of time to fake a before and after like read a book maybe go to school go to school and get a real business degree and don't get involved in a pyramid scheme and then tell me how the product changed your life and then maybe i'll consider it but that's just one way that they sort of flaunt and encourage their um 
teams and their recruits to like flaunt this world of success. Another thing that they love to do is post like luxury goods, vacations, like, like we all know the Mary Kay, like pink Cadillac. That's like a huge thing. And other MLM, more modern MLMs, because Mary Kay's been around for a long time. The more modern MLMs have sort of similar like compensation models where at some point you get a car. Um, and when it's posted on social media by these women who qualify, is it's like, okay, like I've qualified for a free vehicle, but like, no, that's not a free vehicle what you qualified for was a lease and you have to maintain that same status each month in order to maintain that car and it's the same for vacations like they always say like oh qualified for a free vacation but first of all the key term there is qualified for a vacation so did you actually get a free vacation or did you qualify to put your name into a pot to win a free vacation that's one of the questions i always have and the second is that usually the free and i'm using quotation marks you can't see me because it's a podcast but the free vacation isn't free maybe you get maybe they pay for the overnight stay maybe that part is free like the hotel is free for let's say three to five nights but it doesn't include flight and it usually doesn't include food and that was something recent that i learned um and that's really crazy to not only make your recruits pay for products in order to make money, but you're going to give them a five nights free at a hotel in somewhere warm, but tell them like you can't even go unless you pay for the flight. And by the way, it's not all inclusive. So you have to pay for drinks and food. Like how just absolutely scummy is that? But they post it when it happens and when they qualify because they want to encourage other people and say like look i want a free vacation doing this and i don't even have to work that hard and you can too blah 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 and all of this is to help tell the idea that it's easy like not just to make a modest side income from your direct sales but you can fund like an entirely upper middle class life go on vacation have nice cars you know pay down your mortgage like all all by all by doing direct sales and all just by selling hair products um from your phone as a side hustle um you know on your own hours like nobody else's time and so that's kind of the false narrative that these pyramid schemes sell and uh that's how they suck people in because who wouldn't want that who doesn't want to live the american dream like raise your hand because you know what i sure do and i get it um but you know it's just important to know that what you're seeing is not always like the actual facts so the other thing too that i really want to talk about in this podcast is or in this episode anyways is how pyramid schemes prey on not how but who pyramid schemes prey on and why they prey on them and so like um you know like i said earlier usually pyramid schemes prey on um like women minorities and 
immigrants. And this is because pyramid schemes actually actively target people that they believed have limited employment options, limited understanding of local business practices, um, and like limited understanding of what a pyramid scheme is. And that's kind of the goal. And so what they do is they um, target people who really want to make money but who also belong to really, really tight-knit communities. And so this allows the MLMs to cash in on the tight social networks that these individuals um, already have. And so in saying that, women, and especially stay-at-home moms, are the primary target of many MLMs. And that's because usually women and stay-at-home moms have such a broad social network and desire the ability to make money from home which makes sense like you know women and stay-at-home moms they have such they have a lot of friends and they they're part of lots of different societies clubs um activities their kids are part of a lot of activities and so why wouldn't you want to be able to still take care of your home, which is a job in itself, and also make money, like, from just, like, on your phone, like, that is, that's the ideal, and you can't fault these people for falling for this, you really, really can't, and so, like, you know, what, what's happening with the economy that we're in is that more stay-at-home parents, um, are able to make money by working from home on a part-time basis and these MLM companies position themselves as an option like an identical option to being self-employed to being an entrepreneur which you know if you're listening to this you know that that's again a false narrative that these companies sell and that it's not true like you cannot like a, an an MLM does not mirror like the stay-at-home entrepreneurial gig. Like that's not <laughs> what it is, but they um, sell themselves as such and they position it as like you're freelancing or you're self-employed um, and you have the opportunity to make money on the side of a busy life. And so um, one of the websites that I was looking at had a, had a really good like statistic which I had no idea that I mean once you hear it it makes sense but a lot of um, MLMs and pyramid schemes have a huge foothold in Utah because of this so Utah has the highest percentage of stay-at-home moms of any state in the U.S. and it is also a large home of a large population of Mormons and so generally speaking um the Mormon community is high, has a high value on community, large families, and um, staying within neighborhoods of people who have those same beliefs. So oftentimes um, Mormons live in communities with other Mormons. And so these types of populations um, give MLMs the perfect entryway into huge networks of people because, you know, they have church, they have uh, women's groups. Um, and so basically Mormon stay-at-home moms are extremely valuable 
to these companies because of their community ties, which is really crazy. And because I feel like there's such a negative stereotype with Mormons and Utah. And so I think it's really fascinating that these MLMs have almost like, you know, like smartly seen these networks that these Mormon women have created and decided to prey upon that. Um, and so, yeah, they, they do that in the Mormon communities and in other close-knit communities. And one of the other close-knit communities that MLMs prey upon is recent immigrant communities um, and minority communities and also lower-income uh, international communities because these are these are groups that are also known for valuing community, close-knit uh, groups because if you're coming to a new country... Um, and we also know this just for other things as well, but when you're coming to a new country, typically what people will do is research communities in cities that they're moving to that have, um, like, you know, speak the same language, um, have other people from those communities, which is how things like Chinatown, Little Italy, um, Greek Town, I'm just, I'm, I live in Toronto. I haven't even said that. I live in Toronto, so I'm trying to think of things like that. Koreatown we have here, uh, Little Portugal. Um, that's how those communities are created because these immigrants come in and they create like a pocket um, where they have like uh, similar cultural, um, you know, things that they would have back home and they develop these communities. And so, again, these communities are great for MLMs because they are uh like tight-knit and not only that when you're an immigrant and if you're not a full citizen it can be really challenging to get a job in the community that you're living in and so if you're approached by someone and you're told like if you just invest you know a couple hundred couple thousand dollars you will make all this money back and you don't fully understand and you as an immigrant don't fully understand you know the um the way the economy works and what a pyramid scheme is and like how you can get scammed then of course that again the american dream like you're selling the american dream and like why why wouldn't you as someone who's like down on their luck like like you know like high levels of ignorance unfortunately in these communities sometimes because they're newer to the area like these are all just breeding grounds for mlms and this is how they continue to survive is there's always going to be at least one person who doesn't understand who isn't educated enough who doesn't speak the language who is just looking for this exact opportunity a way to make money from home um, while still being able to do your like house duties, things like that. That's just exactly how they prey on people. And it's just, it's sad. It's really sad. And it's unfortunate that it just continues to happen. Okay. So I feel like I've said my piece in regarding to what is a pyramid scheme? How do these people get suckered into them? How do they work? Why are they bad? At least I hope so. Because I'm not really sure how to end this podcast. I feel like that's something I should have thought through before, but I didn't. And so 
I don't know. I think I've said what I needed to say. Um, and so going forward, this might have been a boring episode, and I'm really sorry. There's no drama. There's no crazy stories. Um, but what I want to do going forward for these episodes is I want each episode to be a different pyramid scheme um because fun fact i recently found out there are 500 registered mlms in the u.s and you bet your sweet ass we we're going to talk about each of them because some of them are crazy there's sex toy pyramid schemes there's underwear pyramid schemes there is literally pyramid schemes for everything nothing is sacred nothing can be untouched by the pyramid scheme and so those episodes will be more fun. It will be more interesting. Um, and I'm not sure which one I want to start with because there are some crazy ones, but there are also some classic ones. Like I said, Tupperware, classic, Mary Kay, classic. Um, just some that have been around for years. So I don't know which one will be first. I don't know which will be the lucky, you know, <laughs> the lucky contender to be my first first pyramid scheme that I absolutely rip apart from top to bottom. Um, but when I do figure it out, you guys will be the first one to know. I'm also not committing to any kind of posting schedule because I do work a full-time job and it can be kind of challenging to find the time to record, do the research, record, upload. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping to post these once a week and I hope this wasn't too boring and I hope the audio is okay. But look out, Pyramid Schemes, because I am coming for you. Thank you guys so much for listening. And until next week, this has been the very first episode of Your Pyramid Scheme is Showing. Bye.